0: So my grandmother a hundred years old this past June so ninety nine years ago, uh, when I was a seminarian, I was visiting my grandmother uh, and we used to go for Christmas we'd stay about uh, about a week, which was probably for my grandparents six days too long, but oh well um, and one, t- one year my grandmother was asking me. Um, you know, why on the Immaculate Conception do we read from Genesis chapter 3? And because I was a seminarian, I knew everything, and so I gave her an answer. And I told her the reason why we read from Genesis chapter 3 is because we hear the Proto-Evangelium, the Proto-Gospel. And so in Genesis chapter 3, oh, I think we start in about verse 9, so there's just like two or three verses after Adam and Eve have eaten of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil which they were not supposed to eat from and so uh, the Lord uh, uh, came to them actually he started talking to Satan and and he says uh, the words that we hear in the reading he says I will put enmity between you and the woman between her offspring and yours and we know that, the, Jesus, that God was not speaking to Eve, or not speaking about Eve, because Eve had just sinned. And so there's now a connection between Satan and Eve. And so, what other woman in history did not have any connection with Satan? We know that's the Blessed Mother that both Eve and Mary were created without sin. However, Eve said no to trusting in God and ate of the tree of the the knowledge of good and evil, whereas Mary said yes to God's plan. Now why would all this be necessary? Well, we can look to the Old Testament and in the Old Testament, there was the Ark of the Old Covenant, which is lost unless you're, um, unless you're Indiana Jones, then you know where it is. But if otherwise, the Ark of the Old Covenant was the greatest presence of God on earth. that I've been known to say that God is in different ways in different places. And so, yes, God is everywhere. You know, God is in each one of us in a very special way because of our baptism. Uh, God is in nature and trees in a certain way. But after the uh, incarnation after the death and resurrection of Christ the greatest substantial way that God is on earth is in the tabernacle in the presence of the eucharist body blood soul and divinity but in the ark of the old covenant the greatest uh, presence of God on earth was at, in the ark but there God resided in a special way among the Israelites And in the Ark of the Covenant contained the Ten Commandments, the the tablets that God had revealed His law upon and uh, and Moses had written down. Now the Ark of the Old Covenant was made of silver gold. Um, The poles were made out of acacia wood, which I actually don't know what that means. I don't know why that was so special but that was all uh, whenever Um, vessels of the Old Testament called for special wood Uh, that's what it was made out of. And so the Ark of the Old Covenant was the best of the best. The best materials were into building the Ark of the Old Covenant that contained God in a special way. And so if Mary is the have Jesus in a womb in her body for nine months, would it not make sense that Mary, the Ark of the New Covenant, would be made of the best of the best? Would it not be made, make sense that, uh, that just as the old Ark of the Old Covenant had to be made out of pure silver, pure gold, case like that the Ark of the New Covenant would have to be made pure as well? And that is what we celebrate today, the Immaculate Conception of the Blessed Virgin Mary. And uh, because I was young and confused as a young Catholic, I thought the Immaculate Conception had to do with Jesus. Uh, But the Immaculate Conception has to do with the fact that our Blessed Mother was uh, immaculately conceived, was preserved from the stain of sin, even the sin of original sin. Now does this mean that Mary did not need a Savior? No, Mary very much needs a savior and as it was alluded to in the college and the opening prayer that the graces of Jesus's death and resurrection on the cross was applied to Mary ahead of time now God willing that will be applied to us when we reach the gates of heaven that once we reach the gates of heaven and are in heaven we will have no desire to sin it's not like you know our free will is taken away from us it's not like we can't sin but being in the view in the presence of the beatific vision we will have no desire to sin in that same way the graces that would be applied to us when we reach heaven and when we're in the Trinity itself though that type of grace was applied to Mary for the moment of her conception and so Mary too has free will she can do whatever she wanted. but because God had given her those graces she had no desire other than to do the will of God and we see that played out in the gospel today The angel uh, addresses her, Hail, full of grace. Again, there are only two women in the history of humanity that were created full of grace. That would have been Eve before the fall and Mary. And the angel says, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. And the angel goes on to tell that she will carry the Son of the Most High. Now Mary has a few questions. Uh, She says, you know, how can this be since I have no relation with a man? The angel says that the Holy Spirit will come upon you. The power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. And did Mary say, oh, now I get it. I understand everything. That sounds great. No, that's not what Mary said. But she trusted In the Lord, even though she didn't know all of what it entailed to be the Mother of God, she said, Yes. She said, Behold, I am the handmaid of the Lord. May be done to me according to your word. May Mary be a model for us model for us and how to be humble, to be submissive to the will of God but even more so to be that intercessor for us. May we turn to Mary to intercede for us, to help us do the will of God. Now it is true we don't know what the future entails. You know, just as Mary didn't fully understand what being the mother of God would entail, so we often don't know what the future entails. But I would argue we actually do often know what the present moment entails and even though we're not sure what God wants us to do in the future I would argue that we often do know what God wants us to do in the moment that in the present moment we often because our consciences are you know usually halfway well formed uh, that the Holy Spirit because of our baptism is in our souls that we often do have a good idea of what God wants us to do in the present moment but. Because we're fallen human beings, we often don't do what we know that God wants us to do. And so today, on this immaculate uh, conception of the Blessed Virgin Mary, pray for that grace to follow the will of God. That when we know what God wants us to do in the present moment, that we have the humility and the grace and the courage to say yes. May we be able to say with our Blessed Mother, Behold, I am the handmaid of the Lord. May it be done to me according to your word.